got a, well, we've got a really special show for you tonight. And um, you're, well, oh my gosh. This is my good, good friend, Pastor Marius Elinas. And Pastor Marius is an international author. He's written seven books. He is a speaker, a world speaker. He is, um, oh my goodness, I'm like totally, I'm blanking out right now. Hang on one second. Father God, in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you. Uh, welcome to this episode of Victorious Life TV. I'm just going to go take two. I'm really nervous because this man is a king who's with me tonight. And that's the beauty of Facebook Live. It doesn't have to be perfect. You just speak from your heart. So, again, I'm Lisa Boldo, and I have joining me tonight my good friend who is an international author, speaker, pastor, and he is a leadership consultant to world leaders around the globe. So, Pastor Mario, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us tonight. This is such an honor. Uh, this man travels worldwide constantly, and for him to take the time to be with you and me tonight, this is just so special. And so anyway, I hope that you shared this with people because the message that's going to be coming tonight on kingdom prosperity, I believe it's going to be like nothing you've ever heard before. So with that, I want to dive. I want to dive right in. Uh, and before I do, I just want to say a prayer real quick. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come before you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, we just thank you for what you're going to be depositing through Pastor Mario's tonight, Lord. He is a king on this earth. And Lord, we just thank you for the rich, rich deposit, Lord. We pray that every heart and every eye that is watching will, watching will receive this message with gladness and with understanding. And Lord, we give you all the honor, all the praise, and all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. So again, what an honor. Thank you so, so much for being with us tonight. So tonight we're talking about true, genuine kingdom prosperity and not just how to embrace it, but how to live in it, how to walk in it every day of your life, how to grow, you know? And so, um, Pastor Marius, you carry the government of God. You are someone that when I think of you, I think of the word honor. This man, you, you carry the government of God, but you're so full of honor. I have, I have never ever seen you, um, you know, devalue anyone. This is a man who knows how to give honor and how to receive honor. And he's here to show you tonight, you know, some keys that are gonna take you to a whole nother level in your life, in your ministry, in your business, in every facet of life. So with that, I want to dive right in with questions. Is that okay? Sure. Yes. <laughs> okay. So the first question is, you know, we know that prosperity is not just about finances. Mm -hmm. Tell us what is the true meaning of the word prosperity? Sure. Well, thank you, Lisa. First, allow me to, to greet everyone and also to thank you for hosting me here. I'm really grateful for this opportunity. Aww. We do go way back. We have relationship on so many levels with, uh, with your household, and it's an honor to be here. And it's an honor to be with all of you tonight, those of you who are watching live, those of you that are passing this on. I've been looking forward to this for so long. Lisa made it sound like it's a big ordeal to come here, but it's a great joy. So thank you for that. Um, 
getting into prosperity, uh, it's so important for me to state this and to take this opportunity to say that I live with such an awareness of God's goodness. Mm. The fact that He is truly wonderful, that He is only good, that our God is only good, oh. that there is nothing about Him that is mischievous or evil or capricious, and that out of His goodness comes the provision for everything He created mm. to grow. He wow. made a way for everything He created to increase even to multiply. Wow. It says in, in Acts uh, 12, 24, that the Word of God grew and multiplied. Oh, you think about the seed, so that is just a tiny little seed. Jesus likened the kingdom in Matthew 13 to a mustard seed, the smallest of all seeds, but He said when it grows, when it germinates, it brings forth this mighty tree that the birds come and nest in. And so God made things that could be small but grow and increase and and it's the same thing even our universe is continually growing mm. uh, scientists are telling us that there is continual growth and expansion in the universe so prosperity is tapping into the inherent the made the built-in ability that god gave things to to grow and to increase so it's like um this seed that can start just real small right and then he causes it and produce even a fruit bearing tree that continues to to scatter seed and to bring forth more trees. It's so like good. one seed could be the catalyst for a fruit bearing tree that goes for generation after generation. I mean, look at we look at the olive trees in the Mediterranean where I was raised, yeah. and and those came out of one seed. Wow, right? That's Thousands so of true. years of produce. This is so good, and you are from the island of Cyprus. And how wonderful is that? I've had the pleasure of meeting your family and yes. everything. Is I was raised on the island. It's beautiful. Beautiful. So in order to live in this kingdom prosperity, yeah. what is the first step? What do we need to do? Yeah. Step one. Well, there's a foundational verse that I, I, I kind of wanted to bring here tonight, which comes from one of my favorite Psalms. It's Psalm 25, where, where David kind of says these words. Uh, he says, Show me your ways, O God. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and lead me. For you are the God of my salvation, and on you I wait all the day. It's the same psalm where he says that. That in verse 12, I believe, verses 12, 13, and 14, he talks about the person who fears the Lord. Mm. And he says, the man who fears the Lord, the Lord will show that man what he chooses. And he will dwell in prosperity. And his wow. descendants will inherit the earth. That's a very powerful scripture yes. because it's all there. It's all there. The, the fear of the Lord, which ushers in God showing us his ways, teaching us whatever he wants to. And from that, we live in a place of prosperity. We don't visit it. We live there. It's so good because, he, you know, David, right? He humbled his heart before the Lord and he said, Lord, teach me your ways. Right. How important is that? Right. Oh, my goodness. So I would say the beginning, the first part is the fear of the Lord. Fear of the to Lord. walk before Him with, with this awe and this respect and this desire to do what's right before the Lord. To walk in the character, the character and the integrity of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, do you think that a person has to know who they are before they can even walk in that? Yes, even Jesus had to. At the baptism, when the heavens opened and the Spirit of the Lord descended in the form of a dove, mm -hmm. the Father spoke and said, this is my beloved son in whom mm -hmm. I am well pleased. 
settling the matter of identity right then and there. Whoa. And after that, he goes into the desert and he is tempted. He's led by the Spirit. He's full of the Spirit, led by the Spirit in the desert. And there, his identity is tested because Satan comes and says, If you are the Son of God, we have to know who we are. And who we are is we are sons. We are Heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ, sons and daughters of the Most High God. So, 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 so good. And so, you know, there are many pastors and leaders and even people in their everyday lives. But I know that you uh, consult literally world leaders around the globe. Guys, that's why I messed up in this opening. I was, I wanted to do him such justice and it's almost like I froze, you know, but thank God, you know, He's, he's full of grace. And so, but there are many leaders um, around the world and even people, you know, in their everyday lives that they, they don't know how to honor and give value um, to other people or ministries, but yet they're struggling with the growth of their ministries or even relationships. You know, they're struggling and they don't know how to make it better. Yeah. So... Speak to us about that. Well, you are correct, Lisa, in saying that honor, in presenting honor as a key to having the very things that some people are struggling to get. And honor is a key because uh, foundationally, honor gets me out of me. So if, if I can look at you and I can be inspired by you, because I'm not inspired by what I see inside of me. I may be pleased with it, I may be content with it, I'm grateful for it, but what really inspires me is beyond me. So when I look at you and I'm inspired by you and I value and honor who you are and what you carry and all of you who are watching, then what I'm doing is I'm setting myself up according to the kingdom principles by which God set all this up. Honor unlocks the greatness that's in you so that I can tap into it and become a better me. Wow. I can actually deal with me better when I honor you because then I see in you the things that I need to grow and to develop and by valuing them, by treasuring them, I tap into that. Right, so there's, there should never ever be this spirit of competitiveness or no. jealousy no. to anybody who's doing anything for the kingdom, right? Absolutely, and, and one of the, if I can give this example of, of our church Please. home in, in Connecticut, I, yes. I have the privilege of, of leading uh, along with other great leaders this house this, this church and the way that we operate is, is out of honor, just genuine treasuring of each other and valuing each other. And there's never any comparison or competitiveness when you're doing that. So we all know that we have a distinct calling. We have a specific assignment and instead of competing with each other, we co-labor with one another because of this honor. So there's never this time when I'm gone and when I'm away to another nation for a long period of time and I'm concerned that I'm going to come back to a church that doesn't want me anymore or people are talking behind my back there's just no ground for that we like to say that we blew up the landing strips of dishonor <laughs> so those planes can't land that's so so good <laughs> you know my husband and i uh you and your family have been a treasure to us for the last seven years just Thank about you. seven years and you know we have learned so much about honor pastor marios is a mentor of mine and he is you know i just i have so much 
honor and respect Thank for you, you, but I really learned, you know, we learned about honor mm -hmm. and valuing the gifts uh, in people, really, I have to say truly, from you. Thank and you. so, you know, your ministry made such an impact. And by the way, I'll just tell you, you know, his, uh, the church home that he was talking about in Connecticut, it is Valley Shore Assembly of God in Old Saybrook, Connecticut. Fabulous. If you're ever in the area, please, I encourage you to go and visit. It is just wonderful. You know, it's such a loving, loving, loving family. But I wanted to say that, you know, we have seen lives transformed in such a short period of time. I saw the way that you would speak into the lives of these young people, not as who, you know, maybe what they're walking in right now, because mm -hmm. some people are, you know, they can be messed up. Yeah. But you speak to the potential in them. Talk mm -hmm. about that. Yeah, the potential that's in every person is sometimes hidden beneath layers mm -hmm. of behavior that is learned or we're conditioned to operate in. And it takes that insight and that insightful, honorable directive or, or word or encouraging thing to unlock it and to pull it forth. So you won't see it when you're seeing a teenager who's rebellious. You won't see it when you see someone who's, who's betray, uh, betraying your trust or speaking against you. But if you can look beyond that to the genuine gold that God has deposited in that person, and if you can get a hold of that, then you begin to speak to that instead of the behavior that you see. So that's what we've done. We've, we've tried to surround ourselves with people who have amazing potential because we all do. We've been created by a good God with purpose and with destiny. And, and he, we created us with everything we need in order to succeed and in order to represent him well on this earth. And so that's what we do. We tap into that and we pull it out. So, 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 so good. Well, I mean... I think so. Uh, I know so. I know so. This I hate is to like... be on her bad side. <laughs> so this is so, yeah. So, you know, this is so, so valuable because there are a lot of people watching right now and mm -hmm. who will even watch the replay who are even struggling in their marriages. God is mm -hmm. just dropping this in my spirit right now. You're struggling. Many are struggling in their marriages. You're, they're, you're struggling with your teenage mm -hmm. kids and you know, a lot of times, you know, you may even be yelling at them, get your act together. What's the matter with you? This and that. I have learned, honestly, from this man right here, that not the best approach. If you speak to the gifts, yeah. you know, if you, first of all, see them the way God sees them, yeah. and then speak to it. I mean, I have heard him, not that I was eavesdropping, but, you know, in a conference, I mean, you spoke to my own son. You know, just walking right up to him and telling him, you know, I don't know the exact words, but something to the effect of, you're a mighty man of God, you are a warrior, declaring things. And you can do the same thing over your family, you know, over your husband, over your wife, right? Speak to the potential. Yeah, the, the model for this is Jesus. Mm. This is the way he led. He gathered these men around him, and it wasn't just 12, it was a much larger company than 12, but the 12 are the ones that walked very closely with him. Mm -hmm. And he brings them together, and he begins to pull the greatness out of them. He tells them, you will become fishers of men. Follow mm -hmm. me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. So they, they were not fishers of men. In the process of being with him, they would become. Oh. And, and this process of becoming, going through a process to become something, is something that God is very interested for you and for me. He's very interested in us entering 
by faith into a process that we don't know what it's going to do to us. Mm. We don't know how it's going to alter and change us. But we know that with Him, if we walk with Him through this process, we will become what we were destined to be. So, oh, so He so models it. Jesus he, models it. He models it. it. He was always full of compassion, full of mercy, right? He, they yes. will, he spoke to them and said, you will become. Yeah, he, it's, it's at their hands that the loaves multiplied in the fish. Yeah. It, it, it's in His presence that Peter steps out of the boat and does the unthinkable, walking on water just like Jesus did. We don't know of anyone else who's done it, No, nope. he did. No, nope. exactly. So the whole point of that is if you want to go to another level in your finances, in your family, in your relationships, right, in, in business, the key is honor and valuing mm -hmm. the gifts in other people. If you've got nothing nice to say, find the good. Yeah, and one thing about prosperity and how this ties in with living in prosperity because I, I, I came here determined not to focus on the prosperity that is financial, though that is a part of prosperity. But the increase that God made everything able to have and the multiplication is not just for finance. It's for everything that pertains to life and godliness. Mm -hmm. Everything He gave us in this life, our relationships, our marriages, our children, our talents, our gifts, our serving, our faith, our hope, our love, all these things have the capacity to increase. Right. So prosperity is when we walk before the Lord in such a way that in every area of our lives, we grow. So In good. every area of our lives, we prosper. Our vision increases. Our aptitude to understand things increases. Our passion increases. Our, our, our dreams in terms of what we can accomplish increase. So it goes back to that seed. Yeah. <laughs> right? That God gave us... You right. know, a seed. And, honor nourishes it. And honor nourishes that seed. It that creates is, the environment for the seed to grow. Now, Pastor Mario's, in addition or beyond mm -hmm. edifying and encouraging uh, others and valuing the gifts in them, you talk about empowering individuals. Yeah. And why is that so important? And how does that all work yeah. together? So recently we had Easter here in the States. I think it was uh, Easter in many parts of the world. And one of the messages that came forth and, and that I brought on, on Easter had to do with... Resurrection Sunday. Yeah, Resurrection <laughs> Sunday. Um, fine. Uh, it, was, it was about the, the fact that the disciples, if we look at this realistically, at the end of the time they were with Jesus, they were not much better off than they were when they started. In terms of they were still afraid, they were still hiding, they ran and, and, and took off in the garden when mm -hmm. he was arrested, and one of them ran naked to get away from being associated with him. Wow. We know that one betrayed him, one denied him, right? Yes. So they weren't doing very well. No. So salvation alone wasn't cutting it. Mm -hmm. They had to be empowered. And that's why Jesus said, stay and wait until you receive power from on high, until the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit filled them with power. So that empowerment was necessary, and it's necessary for us, and right. it's available to us. Well, amen. Through relationship, through relationship. And, and he continually taught them about the kingdom. Did you notice that after the resurrection, Jesus did not hold one more gathering? After the resurrection, he did not heal one person. It was them. That's they right. had to do it by doing what he said to do. do you know wait until you receive power. I did not, I've, I don't even think I've ever thought of that. That is, that is amazing, that is true. No more public meetings, no more miracles, a few signs and wonders, he walked through a wall to get into the room because they locked the doors, he had to get in. Right. That's a nice little surprise. <laughs> 
but he's not operating in the capacity he was before. Why? Because there's a transition. He gave them an assignment. Go into all the world, make disciples of all nations, not in all nations, but of all nations, make disciples of the nations. And then he tells them what to do. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. Cleanse the lepers, right? Cleanse the lepers. He tells them what to do, yeah. and he's not going to do it for them. He said, I'll be with you and in you, but you have to do the work. That's empowerment. That is empowerment. The fact that he believed in them to give them the assignment yes. empowered them right there. Wow. Guys, that's like a boom, drop the mic moment right there. Because so many of us are, are thinking, you know, many of you watching, you're thinking, well, that was God. That was the disciples. That was the apostles. You know, I can't do that stuff. Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. If Jesus is your Lord and Savior, he's given you all authority, yeah. right? And he told us, go ahead, yeah. heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils. He's given us the authority, yeah. but we got to know who we are. Right. right. And in spite of our mistakes, in spite of our weaknesses, yes. in, spite of, in spite of our shortcomings, you look at the disciples, and if you ever read Luke 9, I call it the mistake chapter, there are five distinct places where they really messed up. They're doing the very opposite of what he's teaching them and what he's modeling. And yet, he still sends them out. And he still gives them power and authority over, over sickness and disease and all kinds of demons. And he entrusts them with his ministry, even though they're failures. Wow. So if they could do it, you can do it. No excuses. I love We're it. Do this. this is so, so, so good. You know, we know that um, it takes uh, money to fund the kingdom. It does take finances. And yeah. we need to do, though, what God tells us to do out of a pure heart. Yes. And... That's crucial, right? The pure heart. And yes. um, how does this enable us yeah. to live in kingdom prosperity? I'm so glad that you talked about having a pure heart as it pertains to uh, kingdom finance. Because some of the people that I, I have the privilege of interacting with and consulting and sharing life with uh, all over the world now yeah. in many places are very wealthy, very wealthy people. Um, with, with one swipe of the hand, they can... They can wipe out all my financial issues. But there has never been a moment, not one moment, when I've stepped outside of the responsibility that I have before the Lord to be a friend, to be a co-laborer, to be a consultant, to try to get something from them. Mm. Purity is so critical. You see it throughout the scriptures, Gehazi with Elisha, where he tried to get something yep. by leveraging the gift yes. that was on them. Um, th those kinds of examples, of course, Judas being a primary example of somebody who traded what he had and betrayed mm. Jesus to get some money, and we can't operate that way. So no. integrity is so key as it comes to when it comes to financial prosperity. And one of the things I say about the very wealthy and influential people that we get to have influence over is that if I'm impressed with what they have, I can't give them what they need, which is what I have really good wow. if, if I'm impressed with their position if I'm impressed with their wealth and I allow that to spin me out of this place that I'm supposed to walk in then I can't give them what I'm there to give them wow. what am I there to give them the, the Lord right. and his goodness and some many of them are believers and yet there's a level to which God wants to bring them through associating with us and having relationship with us right. so if I become enamored with what is really mammon Right, spirit the spirit of, of mammon, mammon, which which is just stuff. Right. Then I will trade heavenly treasure 
to try to get stuff like handouts Ugh. that will only last for a while. So integrity is so important. And then you feel guilty because you know you weren't doing right because you didn't have a pure heart. Yeah, and it will it'll be cut short. I will only go so far in that relationship yeah. because people who get to that place in life are very discerning of who has true motives that are for them and who is trying to get something from See, them. See, that's really good. When you are walking in the things of God and you renew your mind daily with the Word, mm. you get smarter, <laughs> basically, right? Well, you, en you engage with wisdom. And if you read Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 1, Proverbs 4, 5, 8, 9, it's all there about how you can engage with wisdom like Solomon did. Yes. He built a whole kingdom and brought it to the highest place it ever was because he engaged with wisdom wow. and understanding and knowledge. Wow. Yeah. So, so good. So, you know, in one of your books mm -hmm. called Running to the Impossible, this is just one, I love the titles of his books, by the way. But in one of these, uh, in this book, Running to the Impossible, you talk about not looking at the obstacle in front of you but keeping your eye basically on the prize, mm. how does that you know affect living in kingdom? Yeah, prosperity? there's a great example in the Bible of of uh, the Israelites who looked at the obstacle, which was fortified cities on top of mountains wow. and the giants that lived in them. That was an obstacle, and instead of focusing on the land that those giants were on, that those cities were built on, that those mountains were in. And knowing that that land belonged to them because God said it was theirs to have, they focused on the obstacle and they saw themselves as grasshoppers, they said. Yeah, that's right. Instead of the giants that they were in the spirit to take the land. But Caleb and Joshua saw themselves for who they were because they focused on what God said and on the land itself, which was the objective, which was the goal. Right. And God said, I have given you. It was, it done. was done. It was done. So right? by keeping our eyes on the objective on the thing that God promises to give to us, on the things that yes. throughout the scriptures we have promises, precious yes. promises. Yes. Here's a big one. We are children of Abraham. The Bible says if you are Christ's, you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Yes. So we have the same promise that God gave to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, and to the tribes of Israel. And through Christ, we come into the same inheritance. Yes. We're children of Abraham. That's a promise. That means wherever we go, there's blessing because we carry the blessing. Oh, that's We're so carriers good. of the blessing. Yeah. So when you go to a new job, whether you like it or you don't, whether you, it was the best thing you wanted or, it, or it's the second best, the blessing is on your life and you just declare every day, this place is blessed because I'm here. That's so good. And the yeah. place will be better because of you. Yeah, our daughter had to have some surgeries when she was a baby and we had to be in the hospital for a long period of time. And we declared that floor that we were on, blessed. That hospital we were in, blessed. The doctors, blessed. The nurses, blessed. Wow. Everyone blessed. Everyone healed. Everyone restored. Wow. Because we're here. The sons are here. You know, that's, I'll just say, I believe that that's one of the reasons that, I mean, in the spirit, you, you really, I mean, I say it all the time, but it's because I, I just, the discernment, you are a king in the spirit. I know, I don't want to make you, whatever, but it's the truth. This man carries, see, they know, hearts are flying. <laughs> they could see, you see just by the way he talks and, you know, what he releases, it's so powerful. And, you know, as you were just speaking about that with the giants and I was getting this revelation and then yeah. you said it about how Jesus has empowered us to do what he did right right why aren't we doing it every single believer needs to know who they are right yeah. and start 
running to it. You think it's impossible. It's not. I love the title of this because it makes me think of David. That's what the book he, is about. <laughs> he ran to Goliath. He ran towards, right? Didn't that look impossible, right? Yeah. In the... You want, to, you want me to say something Please. like a, a little Wherever you want to say. Can he okay. say whatever he wants to say? Oh when David goodness. was running toward Goliath, Goliath said to him, Am I a dog that Ooh. you run at me with sticks? Wait a minute. We were told there was a slingshot, five smooth stones. That's there right. were. That's right. What did Goliath see? Could it be that Goliath's eyes were open and he saw in the spirit where David was coming from, just like Elisha tells his servant, look, look all around you, open your eyes, and there's chariots of fire. Yes. There's an invisible realm that surrounds us right now. There are angels all over <laughs> us right now, right? We don't see them, but they're there. But from time to time, God opens eyes and people can see the spirit realm. Could it be that Goliath saw the rod and the staff? They comfort me. They prepare a table oh. for me in the presence of my enemy. The staff of Moses, the rod of Aaron. Oh. David was coming from heaven at Goliath, not from earth. Wow. Could it be that that's what happened? I'm just asking you. Just you decide saying. for yourself. <laughs> right? Revelation. Right? You, just, I mean... you just ask for yourself. But running to impossibilities is so key. Instead of running away from them, when something poses as impossible, we actually run to it. Because in the process of engaging with it, we come deeper into relationship with God. We go deeper into the heart of God wow. and we grow in our faith and our understanding of how good He is and how much he has for us. Wow. See, look at all the hearts. You guys, this is so, so good. You know, you also talk about valuing the process mm -hmm. during running towards, you know, toward yeah. the prize. Well, here's, here's a verse that's one of my favorite verses from Genesis. It talks about Isaac, mm -hmm. who's, who's Abraham's son, mm -hmm. right, immediate son. And he is with his wife, Rebecca. Great love story there. Yeah. And they are, they are settled in, I believe, Gerar was the name of the, of the city that God told them to settle in. And it says in, in Genesis 26, verse 13, the man began to prosper. He continued prospering until he became, there's that word again, became very prosperous. Jesus says, I, I will make you to become fishers of men. He who fears the Lord will become very prosperous. His descendants will inherit the earth. There it is. You become, but you have to start somewhere. Right. So Isaac had to begin to prosper. Now he was the son of Abraham. He was the son of the one who carried the blessing. And yet he still had to walk through a process. Mm. The inheritance of the blessing was a given. Right. But he still had to walk through a process. He began to prosper. He continued prospering. He became very prosperous. And Lisa, I, I just feel right now, Woo! if it's okay with you, that I declare some yes. things over our audience. Hey, let me ask them. Do you want this man, <laughs> this king, to, de to declare Three hearts. some That's things over you? <laughs> Shoot hearts if you want him to start declaring stuff over you. No, I really this feel it really right great. now. I feel no. like there's a backing of heaven for me to declare yes. some things over you. Yes. For some of you who have never prospered, who have not yet yes. begun to prosper, I want to declare that the word of the Lord is coming right now to mm -hmm. set you free from, from the poverty mindset that has held you bound, from the circumstances that have hindered you from prosperity, from the increase and the multiplication that God wants to bring to you. I declare in the name of Jesus prosperity to begin to manifest in your very life. 
And then for those who have learned to begin to prosper, that you would learn how to continue to prosper, which has to do with stewardship. Yeah. Maybe make a mental note to bring it up in a moment, but stewardship is so important. And for those of you that are prospering, continue to prosper in the name of Jesus by applying kingdom principles, the economy of heaven, the way God ordained it to be, to where you are a generous soul, you are a wise and, and prudent so that you are walking before the Lord in humility for what he's given you and you continue to prosper and then become very prosperous in everything, in your relationships, in your service, in your faith, in your hope, in your love, in your finances. I declare the blessings of Abraham over you in the name of Jesus. And I am in agreement in the name of Jesus. Well, that was Woo! quite a few hearts. Many, many, many. That was awesome, so, guys. yeah, that was so great. Thank you Thank for you. that so much. This what a blessing, what a treasure, right? So, and you know, I know, um, I just want to say, you know, you are seriously one of the most generous people that my husband and I have ever, ever known in our lives. And like I said, we have learned so much from you from, um, my life changed so much and I, and I know Mike's did too. Again, I felt like I really learned even how to talk into the lives of young people from what I learned from you. Mm. I mean, I am so serious. See, you guys, you know, because I'm always talking about speaking into the lives of people, not as what you're seeing them or how you're seeing them behave right now, but speak to what, how God sees them, you know? And so, um, but what I wanted to say is, you talk about living in a kingly way to bring mm -hmm. gifts yeah. and and to always have a generous mindset. I remember, you know, we had a conversation months ago, yeah. and you, I'm telling you, this man is just full of just the things that come out. It's like, oh, I gotta make a note of that. Oh, I gotta make a note of this. It's just fantastic. And so you talked about, you know, live in a way to bring gifts, like a generous mind, have a generous mindset. Um, mm -hmm. And how important is that for? people, leaders, pastors yeah. to embrace today. So much of what God has for us. Thank you for all these kind words. I, I really don't know what to do with all this, but I'm really grateful <laughs> Just receive that you it. feel that way. Do you guys agree um, with me? <laughs> so I receive it. Thank you. Uh, but the way that God un unlocks and releases the abundance that he has is through our stewardship of mm. what he's given us. And so living in a generous way is, is a foundational way to show God that we are worthy of what he's released to us and to do well with what he's put in our hand so that he continues to open up his hand and give to us. And you see this in the parable of the minas, Luke 19, the parable of the talents. These were monetary amounts that were given to servants by, in, in one case in Luke 19, the, yeah. the master of the house who goes to inherit a kingdom and he says, do business till I come. Very interested in business. They yeah. were to invest that money, that mina. And when he comes back, he has a kingdom now, and he needs people to rule over that kingdom. So he says, let me see what you've done with what I gave you. How did you steward it? Ooh. Right? Mm. And so the way that they stewarded it qualifies them for authority to run the cities that are in his kingdom. That's, really That's what cool. happens. So generosity cool. is entry level, but it's very powerful and continually. Paul says by... The one who, in 2 Corinthians 9 and 10, he talks about generosity, and he says, he who sows sparingly right. will reap sparingly. You're still going to reap, but sparingly. He who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. So the mindset of the kingdom by those who are kings and priests 
has to be that we are tapped into, that we are engaged with the abundance of heaven, that there is everything that the Father has, Jesus says, He has given to me, and by the Holy Spirit I now declare it unto you. So it's available to us. And I want to just interject here for a second. This is not to be um, um, I don't, mistaken or um, looked at as a, a religious thing where you're cursed with a curse if you don't give. That's not what you're no, talking about. No. It actually unlocks the potential. Yeah. You're talking about the mindset of heaven. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's the economy of heaven. It's the way it works. The more you give, the more He releases. And it's not just resource. He could give you wisdom with an idea oh. that could bring resource generationally. Oof. Like we know so many people Heavy. whose generation after generation are reaping the benefit of one idea that someone had five generations ago. And that person could have been generous with a poor person on the street that morning. And heaven opens up his mind. God touches him. The Spirit of God gives him this idea to start this business that now five generations later they are reaping the benefits of. Wow. It's not just money. Right. But God looks to see what we do with money, right. to see what qualifies us for what He has. Daniel said, He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He gives more to the one who does, who does well with some. Ooh. He doesn't give Say more. Say that one more time. Yeah, He doesn't mm -hmm. give more to those who do nothing with some. He gives more to those who do well with some. So right now, you might think, what do I have? What, what can I do? What, what can I do possibly for the Lord? Mm. Right? You, you, first of all, stop comparing yourself. God that's just good. dropped this in Ooh, my spirit. Good. Stop comparing yourself with what others are doing. Right. I'm telling you, I, I feel like you know, people just look around too mm. much. And we don't need to be doing that because God gives assignments. And if you're listening to the Holy Spirit, He's going to give you your particular assignment. And the key is start with something, right? Something. Mm. Yes. What, whatever's in your hand, what? leverage it for the glory of God. And it's not always money. It could be your time. It could be doing something nice for someone, right? It could what? be forgiving somebody who hurt you. Ooh. It could be letting go of something you've held on to. Just let them go. Which really only and hurts you And that stewardship anyway. of a relationship, that stewardship of the life God gave us. That is excellent. It's not just money. I love that, what he just said, forgiving someone, that's stewardship. Mm -hmm. And that's in agreement with God's word because we know, you know, I did a video on this, I think yesterday or something about unforgiveness. Yeah, that was and, powerful. Oh, you saw that. Mm -hmm. You saw it. And how it just, it holds you back and a lot of times it brings condemnation on the person that you're holding the unforgiveness, say if it's a family member or something. Right? And then it's hard for them to get unstuck. So anyway. I, I, can I say something yes, about honor please, on this? Please, please. One, one of the most powerful ways that we see honor modeled in the scriptures is, is through stories like Esther's story, Ooh. where God teaches his people to honor the most dishonorable ones. When Peter said yeah. honor the king in First Peter, he was talking about Nero, who was burning Christians in his garden while he was eating with his guests, like wicked leaders. And when Esther went in for three days and fasted, the Lord directed her to honor Haman. You know, and because I'm... that's weaponized honor. I call it weaponized honor. What I mean by that is, is that heaven put a bullseye to take Haman out. Woo! But she had to honor him. Our job is to honor. 
Our job is not to execute vengeance. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. If people are going to try to take out his people, he'll take care of it. We have to honor. So he said, honor the dishonorable. Love the unlovable. Jesus said it this way. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who harmfully use you and spitefully use you and persecute you. Bless your enemies. Love wow. your enemies. I mean, then you will be, he said, like your Father who is in heaven. If we really want to be like God, if we really want to be like Jesus on the earth and model his life in a way where people look at us and they see him in us, we have to love the unlovable. We have to honor the dishonorable. That is so good. Now, I hear somebody saying, but what if it's a family member that keeps like hurting me over and over and over? What, uh, really, them. this is... Honor them. Forgiveness is more for you than it is for them. You will not carry that burden. You will not carry that anguish. And if there's any authority for me to say this, it comes from having walked this way. Walked through pain, through hardship, through turmoil, through attacks, through persecutions, through slanders, through all these different things that have come against us. This, there's a price for this. There's a price for us to be here right now. And it's not always money. There's all this stuff we have to wade through. But if we honor and love, then we have authority to say to you, you can do it. And do it in the name of Jesus. Let them go. Let them go. See, <laughs> there's a lot of people right now that I know you feel I want to, but I just can't. It's just too bad. Mm. Is it as bad as Jesus being crucified on that cross, mm. having the beard ripped, you know, being spit on, beard ripped yeah. from his face, beaten, unrecognizable? <laughs> we're, no, nothing yeah. was worse than that. But he knew that they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Father, right? forgive them. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Well, what an example. What's that? What an example to us. Yeah, what an example to us. The perfect model. And I always, you know, just go back to Jesus said, greater things will you do. Mm. You're right. You, the same works that, I, that he did, we're mm. going to do. You, you're going to do yeah. because he is seated with God the Father right now. Yeah. This is just so powerful. Oh, See, I told you this was going to be different than other kingdom prosperity messages. But one of the biggest things or takeaways, I would say, you know, for me personally and, and maybe for you too, and you can comment what were your, you know, what, what are your big takeaways from this? But hmm. the fact of valuing and honoring the gifts in other people, don't be uh, competitive. Don't compare yourself. Right? I mean, this is one of the things that limit um, a lot of leaders. Even they, leaders. Even leaders because they don't want to... They're intimidated mm. by the gifts that are around them instead of celebrating them to bring everyone up. Remember when Daniel was promoted because Nebuchadnezzar gave him a high position after he interpreted the dream, told him what the dream was, interpreted the dream? The very next verse says, Then Daniel petitioned the king to promote Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Wow. So he wanted to bring up to the place he was, everyone who was around him that was connected to him the right way. Wow. And as a leader, I celebrate the greatness as it, that's in the people that surround me. I'm not intimidated by it. Nope. I'm, I'm not intimidated that somebody's a better preacher, a better communicator, a better somebody at, 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 at I don't know, heal, healing people, Delivering people, praying for people, going to the hospitals. There's some things I'm not very good at. I surround myself with people who are better than me at those things. And I celebrate them. We celebrate one another. The leaders that I serve are the amazing people. I'm so grateful for them. And if they're watching, bless you guys. And, but it's because of that. And you said that that is what causes everybody to, to 
go up higher. Right. If you think about it, if you're a, um, you know, a leader in a church or even if you're just, I don't even want to... You know, yes, it, this is for leaders, but like I said, it's for everyone. You want better relationships, right. just honor the people that are in your life, right? right. Be interested yes. in them. Every time I, I speak to uh, Pastor Marios or there's, it's a phone conversation or it's a visit, right away it's tell me what's going on with you. He never talks about himself. I have to like pry it out of him and say, well, okay, I just went on for like 15 minutes. Tell me about you. You know what I mean? But it should be that yeah. that given. Well, one of the things that leadership, I'm challenged so much about leadership and want to grow in as a leader is being a facilitator of greatness. In other words, so facilitating good. an environment that I may not necessarily shine in, but I give opportunity for others to come up and shine in. And, and I believe a facilitator before the Lord is one that the Lord will continually bless and continually increase and prosper. I'm a prosperous man. I'm blessed in every way. And I believe a lot of it has to do with because God is teaching us how to facilitate His kingdom on earth. Yes. So it looks on earth the way it does in heaven. And then heaven says, let's go land on that. Let's dwell there with them because yeah. they made that like this. <laughs> See? He's comfortable to come and dwell with us. Right. And he wants it to be on earth. As it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. Jesus gave us one prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah, he didn't he didn't give us the prayer to ask God to come down. Right. Stop asking for God to come down. He already came. And now he put us in charge. He said and by it the is power of the Holy Spirit, we are in charge. By the power of the Holy Spirit. We can bring on earth what is in heaven. This is so excellent. So excellent. So I just want to say, I know that we're, you know, we're starting to get a little late on time, but you know, this has been such an honor and such a blessing tonight. You know what? Leave your comments. And you know what? Do you have any questions? Do you have, have... But there's one more thing oh, I want to say. Can thing. I say one more thing? Yes, you may. Would you allow me to challenge you and to make an appeal to you? This is not something that um, I, I specifically asked Lisa, told her exactly what I'm going to do, but I came here today prepared, my wife and I, my wife Danielle and I, to bless this ministry financially, to bring a gift that would honor what God is doing through this ministry. And I know that Lisa serves you and those of you who follow her ministry continually, and she does it joyfully, and she does it out of her own expense and she does it with great love uh, but I want to I want to challenge you if I may and, and that comes with authority as a giver is one who's doing this and not authority as a leader and I would mm -hmm. challenge you to bless this ministry by donating by going to to the page where there's a I believe there's a, on the a website. yeah on, on Lisa's website she can tell you where it is and there's a give button there and just bless this ministry sow a seed and do it not because there's a need and because there's costs, even though there are costs to running this, yeah. this costs something, but beyond need, because of honor, because you're honoring what God is doing through this woman of God and mm -hmm. through this ministry that God's given her, because you're partaking of it and others are gonna receive from it. Thank you for those hearts that are coming right now. <laughs> yes, because, thank you. Because this is so key. We can't talk about prosperity and not have an opportunity to prosper by leveraging what we have and stewarding it to bless what God's put in front of us. So I encourage you, I make this appeal to you from my heart to bless her. 
This is, there is 100% integrity in this. There is no manipulation. There is no guilt trips. This is 100% to benefit the kingdom of God and to advance it to Lisa Boldo's ministry and all of you who partake in it. God bless you as you consider that tonight. Is that okay yes. to do that? Thank you. Thank you know, you. I know um, the principles of God where financial stewardship is concerned and it's not the most comfortable subject, you know, for me, but I do, you know. Look at all the hearts. They're comfortable I with know. it. I <laughs> know. Thank you, guys. But, you know, it's because you guys know my heart. And, but it does take money to fund the kingdom and to get the messages out. And, you know, there's no pressure here. It's just whatever. If the Lord, you know, or whatever the Lord puts on your heart, there is a give uh, button um, or give tab on my website at lisaboldo.com. So awesome. if you're, you know, so if the Lord puts it on your heart, then we welcome that, you know, and just know that any gift will be funded, you know, to advance God's kingdom. So awesome. thank you for that. that was, uh, thanks that for was, letting me say it. That was really sweet. A lot of hearts. Wow, you guys are we love amazing. You. I love you guys. Show her love. Honor is an action verb. Mm. It's an action verb. It's what you do. Wow. And it is good ground. I will say that. It Praise is good God, ground. Right? It's good soil. Thank you, Jesus. This is the fourth type of soil, the good soil. The good soil. 30, 60, 100 fold. That kind of soil. And we declare the 100 fold for you. Amen. In Jesus' name. So I just want to talk for a second because you have now authored seven books. Mm -hmm. Right? Seven books. Guys, he's amazing. These books. Running to the Impossible. Love this title. Warrior material. Yes, you are warrior material. And I just want to say this. I cannot put these books down. I could not put these down. Can I say something about this? Yes, book? please, please, I was, please. I served in the Special Forces in Cyprus where yeah. I was raised and uh, as a Green Beret. And this book is about how we are called to walk on this earth as warriors for the kingdom using some of the principles that I obtained in the Special Forces and bringing it into kingdom perspective. Uh, it's one of my, my best sellers. You're going to be blessed by it. Thank yeah, you. warrior material. This is, uh, listen to the titles of these books. And these books are all available on Amazon.com. You can go there and just... Kindle also on Kindle. Kindle too. as well. Awesome, Kindle. And then just type in the search bar, uh, Pastor Marios' name. Don't put Pastor, just put Marios, M-A-R-I-O-S. Right, that's... The Cypress Way. <laughs> and then Elliness, E-L-L-I-N-A-S. So it's Marios Elliness. Just put it in the search bar and his books will come right up. Then we have the next test. I couldn't put this down. I could not put it down. And this one, I have to say, this one, this one is my absolute favorite. It's called Government Collision. And I would say, don't let the word government fool you. <laughs> I mean, it is about government, but it's, it's, listen, I love this book so much. I could not put it down. I read it twice and I read it out loud to my husband in the car while we were taking a long trip. I'm telling you, and he loved it too. So glory to God. Well, and he's then, amazing. He's another Mike, amazing guy. He's an amazing guy. Yay. Top-notch top guy. He is. He's my rock. He's on earth anyway and high level clearance high level clearance it's all about how to get access into people's hearts into people's the, realms of influence the eagle all about how to get into people's hearts and and would you say and, and whatever influence. realm of, of influence they they have it's fantastic and then on top of that 
I'll tell you what, he is now an international uh, author, having written two, uh, I would say novels? Suspense thrillers. Suspense yeah. thrillers. So first we have The Trade, and oh, I, I can just tell you, I mean, just fantastic. Fantastic. And The Cargo. It's, this is like a part two. Yeah, could I say something about Please. this? Please. This is a vision God gave me, these two books, which mm -hmm. actually came through a dream. So much of the ideas of how to do this came through a dream. It's going to be three books in all. But these are books that are to highlight the greatness in different nations and to, and to actually what we said earlier about honoring what's in people and trying to raise them up to the awareness of who they are. We're actually doing that with nations now through wow. these novels. Wow. It's a very creative, covert way to disciple nations. It's they're not super spiritual books. There's not a lot of, these are not written for the church, but they're impacting people in many different nations now and they're, who are seeing the value of them. So you, you'll, you'll be really, but you can't put them down. Either. You will be so blessed. You won't be able to put them down. I can tell you for sure. And all of these books, they have these life lessons in them that will absolutely stay with you. Just go to amazon.com, search for Marios with an S, Elliness, E-L-L-I-N-A-S. They're available, you said, on Kindle. Yeah, they can write me and tell me. Oh, yes. Thank and you, guys. Actually, yes. If you would like to contact Pastor Marios, you can just go to his website, which is his name, MariosElliness.com, and you'll see that you know his books are available you know there as well. And then uh, you can send him a message. So if you'd like to contact him, if you would like to you know, book him for a speaking engagement, maybe you want to let the leader or pastor of your church see this Facebook um, video, you know, the, the show, The Victorious Life, let them hear with this man of God and, and all the wisdom that God has given him, you know, has to say. And he will be, I mean, a tremendous, tremendous blessing. So I trust that this has been a blessing to you tonight. And uh, it's just about going on nine o'clock. So maybe, I mean, if anybody, do you want to take it's a question? It's up to you. I'm happy to. Well, let's see. Let's have a little fun just for a few if, minutes. If, if you want, I could, um, while, que while people are writing questions, I can pray a quick prayer over people and bless them. You know blessing. what? Would you like Pastor Marius to pray for you again? Yeah, yes. just the, go for it. Father, I thank you that we had this opportunity today to talk about prosperity and uh, a word that sometimes is misunderstood in the body of Christ. And I want to thank you that you are teaching us the genuine meaning of this word. We thank you that you created things with a capacity to increase, with a capacity even to multiply. And Lord, just as your word grew and multiplied, that we read about in the book of Acts, just like the seed grows into a tree that brings multiplication, I declare and I decree by faith multiplication and increase in the lives of everyone who's partaking of this, who is assimilating this into his or her life. Father, we pray that your blessing will increase and manifest in ways that we cannot even fathom. We pray for stewardship that will be filled with integrity and with honor and with love. And we ask, Lord, that you will continue to lead us in the paths of righteousness. Even as we spoke earlier, the words of David and echoed them from Psalm 25. Show us your ways. Yes. Teach us your paths. We want to grow your way. We want to increase your way. We want to be multiplied on the earth in our influence, in our capacity to grow and to understand the things of God, in our revelation, in our faith, in our hope, in our love. Your way, God. Yes. Show us how to do this and continue to bless every household 
that's partaking of this in Jesus' name. In Jesus Bless Lisa name. Boldo. Bless her ministry. Bless, her Bless everything she puts her hands to and everyone connected to her heart. Yes, we ask Lord. that in the mighty name of Jesus. Refresher, God. Thank you, <laughs> Lord. Well, I'm going to just, aw, thank you for the hearts, you guys. You guys are amazing. So I want to just check if you guys would like to ask Pastor Marios a question. Okay, I, this is, this is, Okay, let's see. Somebody wrote, amen, amen. Oh, they're, they're saying amen to the prayer. You know what? I'm just looking, and for whatever reason, on my laptop, um, I don't it's different than on the screen right there. But does, do you, does anybody have a question for Pastor Marios, whether it's related to finances, family, um, anything at all? If you'd like to ask him a question, put your question in there now. Um, you know what? I, for some reason, I can't see, see that far. No, thank you both. <laughs> this is fun. Amen. For whatever reason, maybe we answered a lot of questions. Yeah, I think we are did. Just saying amen. <laughs> Everybody's just saying amen and thank you. And well, we want to thank you for joining us tonight. Mm. And I just want to double check this one more time. Everybody's just saying amen, amen, and pin comment. Wait a minute. Yeah, there's just a lot of great comments coming in and, you know, saying thank you. So we just want to thank you for being a part of the Victorious Life tonight. And Pastor Marius, I can't thank you enough. I mean, it's an honor. it was a little rocky start on my part. Oh, my goodness. Didn't you do great? But you know what? Thank you guys so much for being a part of this tonight. Go back and watch the replay again. Share it with everyone you can. Mm -hmm. And because the, the, the deposit, that's such a rich deposit that has been made here tonight, it's going to change your life. Mm -hmm. if, you know, and it, sometimes it takes listening to something more than once for it to really, you know, the light bulbs will go off and more things will be coming to you and more revelation from God as you listen. Yeah. And... So thank you again. Thank for, you. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for being with us. And God bless you. We want to have him back again. God bless you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And yes, God bless you. Leave your comments below. Let us know how this has blessed you. It's always a pleasure to go back and read your comments later. Mm -hmm. So we love you. We bless you in Jesus' name. And Ephesians 1.3, you're already blessed. All right. We will see you soon. All right. God bless you. Bye, everybody. Bye.